So I was not made aware of this, and maybe you were. And if so, then this just be a moment that I will bask in my surprise and all. Hmm. I did not realize that in 1978, they made a Doctor Strange movie. And, yeah. No, surprising me too. Yeah. How, uh, cool. How cool. Yeah, this came out back in 78. And I think in 78, the character of Doctor Strange was probably like, what, 12, 12 years old? He'll only be around for 12 years or so at that point. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, immensely surprised. I <laughs> had never known. How'd you learn about this? Um, excellent question. How did I come about this? One of my rabbit holes, you know? Okay. Yeah. Every once in a while, there, there's, every once in a while, I get a question that comes to mind uh, about, like, a comic book or whatever, whatever, and then that will lead me to look into something, and then that leads me to something else. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. So, I have not seen this movie, homie. So, if you guys have seen it, definitely tell me all about it. Mm-hmm. I need to know all the uh, juicy details. I looked at the uh, synopsis for this movie, and it, it looked like it was really uh, about Morgan Le Fay. So, I mean, that was cool that they, you know, brought in, you know, Morgan Le Fay to battle Doctor Strange. Uh, now, whether or not the, the movie was actually any good, I mean, hey, a superhero movie in 1978 uh, that was not Superman. So chances are no, it was not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but hey, who knows? Uh, I will say this though: I looked at the uh, like the, the the cover art for it that I could find, and it looks like a straight up porno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, the the look on Doctor Strange's face, the way he's dressed. It doesn't even look like he has the eye of Agamotto around his neck. It looks like he's just wearing like gold chains, you know, <laughs> like because <laughs> that's all he did. Ha- that's all he wore. That's all he was having, man. That's all he wore. Yeah. Apparently, for this movie, yeah, that's that's what he was rocking. Yeah. Uh, so that was a very interesting turn of events for me. You know, you learn something new every day. You think that you have it all figured out, and then boom, you realize that you live in the world where there was a Doctor Strange movie that came out in the seventies. Hmm. Who the fuck thought? Not uh, I. Yeah, not I either. There was another thought that I had earlier last week, and uh, this was one that I have to make a declarative statement on uh, because I know that everyone's just dying to know, and that is sarcasm, by the way. Uh, no one gives a shit about this but me, okay. but that's okay. And that is, I have finally, uh, for myself, given the thought and the effort to determine, in my opinion, what is the greatest MCU movie. And for me, it is resoundingly Infinity War. Infinity War is the best. Uh, You know, uh, not that I didn't care, because I do, because you're my friend. I genuinely care about which MCU movie is your favorite, you know? Um... Yeah, but I knew that was going to be a toss-up between mm. either that one mm-hmm. or the Winter Soldier. Like, in my mind, yep. you were yep. about to say one of the two. Right. Like, basically, in my mind, I was flipping the quarter just waiting for you to tell me which side it hit. And it hit Tails, <laughs> Infinity War. So there you have it. So you would have been surprised that I said Endgame. I would. I would, I would. Because I know 
uh, both yours and my thoughts on Infinity War mm-hmm. and how it compared to its counterpart, its its part two in game. You know, um, we both agree that Infinity War, though the predecessor of such a great movie as Endgame, and as powerful and as impactful as that movie is, we both agreed that Infinity War was, you know, the bigger, better movie between the two. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so, hearing you say that is like, cool. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised at that. I'm still surprised at 78 Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, but I'm not surprised at uh, uh, Q's top pick being Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately, I think it has to go to Infinity War, man. And, uh, and I, great I, choice, yeah, great it, choice, by the way. Yeah, you know, I, I felt that like maybe I felt that way for a while, but I was never really able to uh, figure out why. Like it is specific, like the specifics as to what. In my so, so consciously, you had a favorite, but your consciousness was like, why? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was a few reasons. Um, I mean, obviously, you and I both think that Endgame is a very great movie, a uh, very great uh, capstone on the, you know, the the MCU phases. Yep. But uh, and on Hollywood in general, let's yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what what it did was unprecedented. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did have a few, a few issues that really only crop up when you compare it to Infinity War. And that is one thing. The movie is oddly paced. Uh, you can't get around that. When most people think about or, or reference in game, they t- they tend to reference shit that happens in the third act. Basically, when Thanos attacks like the Avengers HQ, yeah, uh, anything that happens from that point forward is usually what's made mention. Yeah, and it is a very bombastic third act. Oh, it really is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of amazing things that happen. And even, like, the pure fandom, just like, bro, one of my favorite scenes still is when Steve Rogers rocked yes. that hammer. And it's like, well, <laughs> fuck, yeah, it's an amazing scene that supports your thesis statement. Right. You know? Everything third act onward is, like, the money. Mm-hmm. You know? People rarely talk about the first two. Yeah. They, they rarely you know? reference, like, the, the time heist. And, you know, I, I, I applaud Marvel for it having such a bold approach uh, for Endgame because that first act um, is very slow, but not slow in a bad way. The, the yeah. sombersome tone of the first act in Endgame matches the story that they're telling. Exactly. They're defeated. You know, our heroes are defeated. And yeah. they have to live with that big-ass L they took. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. just, you know, fucking around in space, about to accept his death. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he gets rescued by a character we won't mention here because this is a positive podcast. Exactly. Fuck and that. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, re- I agreed. My instinct took over, and then my, my consciousness said, no, 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 shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. All in one statement, one sentence. Only one sentence. Yeah, yeah so it it is very oddly paced, man. Like, that first act is very much just... This is what our heroes are doing. This is what happened for, to them and over the course of five years. This is how they're moving on with life. And then Ant-Man comes back in, and Ant-Man, he's the one who ushers in the second act of Endgame. Yeah. And then so at that point, they were to put together a plan with the time heist. And then they're able to execute the time heist. And so the pace starts to ramp up, but it really doesn't hit critical mass until that third act. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
but the first two acts, I, I still think they're just paced very, very kind of yeah. bizarrely. Now, what Q is not saying, just to you know, communicate clearly to every pair of ears out there, Q is not saying that the first and second act are bad. No. That's never come out. Don't <laughs> mishear that. Both acts are good, mm-hmm. but thinking critically upon the overscaping view of the movie, acts one and two, in comparison within the movie's own infrastructure, have a little bit of a pacing thing. Yeah. You know? That's all that's being said. We're not saying that we didn't like Hulk giving fucking Ant-Man a taco. That was cool. Right. We're not saying we didn't like everybody doing their group high school homework project all lying on the floor and Natasha being big brain energy. You know, in one year, three of the Infinity Stones are in New York City. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, War Machine saying, why don't we just go back to Baby Thanos and, and, and that's exactly. the, just like, that's the strangle motion. <laughs> Which admittedly, I, I am very, I am very proud of Marvel for having the balls right? to put like the, the you know the, the the big question on the table. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I'm proud of Don Cheadle because that was some excellent acting. Yeah, I yeah. I know other actors could have pulled it off, but I like the way he did. Right. Yeah. Because you 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 bought that this military man really meant like why don't we just fucking you know I know right? Would you go back in the you know Hitler? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, like, like the, the 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 small pacing issues aren't the only reasons why I rank Infinity War above Endgame. Sure. Uh, another reason is Thanos himself. Uh, Thanos, as we've mentioned plenty of times in Infinity War, he feels like the central character. We're like we're seeing the journey of this guy. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing him gather these Infinity Gems or Stones, whatever the MCU calls them. Uh, it, you know, we're seeing him gather these things together and and. We're seeing his, you know, his plan come to fruition, and in in almost the rawest rawest sense of the of this movie, mm-hmm. if you look at it from a very fundamental standpoint, he is he he could potentially function as the protagonist in the sense that he is the central character, right? Which is exceptionally cool for Marvel to to kind of placate both sides of the coin that way, you mm-hmm. know, because obviously we're watching it for the Avengers. But then whenever you watch the movie, there's already been a lot of discussions and a lot of conversation made about how that's exactly possible yep. and plausible for this movie. Right. You know? Now, yeah. and of course, and I do have to emphasize this again, too. Sure. And I said, like, in the purest form of the terms, like, too many people conflate protagonist with good guy or antagonist with bad guy. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, protagonist in the sense of the main character. Yes. And the Avengers function as the antagonist because they are the ones who are standing in the way or opposing the protagonist, who in this case is Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting stuff. And also, he's very multifaceted. Uh, he's very layered. He, he's very troubled and in a very uh, in-depth personality in Infinity War. But however, in Endgame, he does come across as more of a run-of-the-mill villain. Yeah. Almost like, I'm going to kill you because this is my destiny. Or like He just feels more mustache-twirling in Endgame. Yeah. Than he does in Infinity War. He feels like a very much fleshed out, realized character in, in Infinity War. Whereas in Endgame, yeah, he just kind of feels like I'm the bad guy here. And right. Yeah. Like here I am sitting with my double bladed, big ass, mm-hmm. evil looking weapon, just waiting menacingly. Still has badass dialogue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, those are like really the, the, the two main reasonings as to why I would have to. I mean, also, of course, there, there's other reasons as well. Like, you know, I both mentioned, even just, I think last week, we mentioned how Thor was used arguably the best in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And, and you know. And then Endgame, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, there are too many, like, there are too many mistakes in his contract, and, and they were able to throw in some stupid shit. And Marvel's like, fuck, why do we let him do that? Okay, yeah, fuck it. Sign the dots. And now he can be Fat Thor. He can change the character to what he wants. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to put that on Chris Hemsworth, but yeah. I am. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I don't know, man. It's, it's just a weird distraction. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Discussion for another night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, with all that being said, it got me thinking, do you think that we will get a movie that will top Infinity War. Do you think we've already gotten a movie or we'll soon get a movie that will top Infinity War? And if you do believe that there is a movie that the MCU can make that will top Infinity War, what movie do you think that could potentially be? I'm going to sit here and drink my drink. Hey, look at that. I got a drink in my mm. cup. Because I'm buying time to make myself think a little bit more on that because that's a really hard question to answer. <laughs> I'm looking around. I ain't looking at you. Hey, how you doing? That's you. Brother, that's such a great fucking question. All jokes and uh, kidding aside. Um, my hope says yes, but fuck hope in this particular case. We're, too, we're looking at the hard facts. Um, as of right now, with the current energy and the current storytelling that Marvel has, no. I do not believe that they can come across that Infinity War big dick energy again. However, that's not to say that it is not possible. Obviously, it's very possible because it's based on the future. Right. Anything's possible whenever you throw in that big bitch. But right now, with the storytelling that they're doing, where they're taking like characters that purposely are like, the more forgotten, the more unknown characters, and they're just scraping the bomb of the barrel and saying, you know what? We're going to use this character. We're going to use this character, like your uh, America Chavez. Mm-hmm. We're going to use, like, uh, you know, these forgotten villains and all this and whatnot. Sure, that's cool, and it creates uh, fun fodder to use for your movies, but it, it doesn't create the same passionate enthusiasm for writing for those characters because you know you grabbed them because no one else knows them because they're cheap to use you know right, right. they're easy to use because you can force them to do whatever you want you know um and that particularly sucks because that means that their heart's not as into the storytelling as it was then great example why was spider-man no way home so different than any other marvel movie that came out that year you know, they had a lot riding on that because oh, yeah. everybody knew Spider-Man. Everybody knew the past Spider-Man. And they knew that a lot of passion was riding on all versions of Spider-Man, all villains used in said movie. And they were able to ride into that hard and amp it up. And they had a lot of power, passion, and enthusiasm going into that and saying, hey, this has got to be a banger. We're taking nothing less. Make it happen. Let them do some improv shit. Let Andrew Garfield and Toby all use this positive energy with us and we can make it a a great movie versus all right well we got the eternals here no one knows what the fuck they do 
We'll be uh, Ghetto Superman. We'll be uh, Weird Ass Sprite. Uh, we'll be um, uh, Basic Bitch Love Interest. I forgot what her name was already. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll be, uh, you know, etc. Okay? That's every other one. I don't remember the details about them. Because there just wasn't a lot going into that. And it reflected. It was a much less enjoyable movie. There was nowhere near as much dramatic pull and emphasis on that. Um, down the road, to go to the second part of your question, like if they do make another movie akin to with the same energy and power of Infinity War, what storyline they could use, there's a number to choose from. Yep. I'm not going to say it's not possible because there's as storylines plenty with Marvel that could be just as dramatic and impactful and crowds drawing, by the way, for any of you Disney employees who are potentially listening for some free <laughs> ideas, by the way. Um, there's some great storylines that they could use that for. You know, there's a lot of Marvel past ones that we could actually pull from that they haven't ruined already, you know, or used already yeah. in whatever light they have. So I, I want to intervene sure. really quick right there with what you just said. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not about done anyway, so no. please, what's up? Uh, yeah, I do agree with yeah. what you said, and, and I like a lot of what you just said there. Uh, the thing that I worry about, and, and, and you brought up a really good point, especially there at the end when you said that they have so many cool stories from the past that they can yeah. use. And I agree, but it does seem like they are choosing to go from the all new, all different, all bullshit, all couldn't sell comics version of Marvel. <laughs> That's a long tagline. It's a very long tagline, you know, so, so, long so they cut it, you yeah. know. <laughs> So essentially, they're going with the with the the incarnation of Marvel Comics that had a hard time getting off the ground to the Just point to try where, to sell them. So in other words, they're less passionate about the characters, more passionate about the money making. Well, more passionate about the the ideologies behind it, because uh, mm. you know I, I don't I don't really think that if they wanted to make if you really want to make money, are you going to try to get characters that people already know and love? You know, say, are you going to try to, you know, are you going to try to put more emphasis behind getting, say, just an example, Daredevil on your big screen? Or are you going to put America Chavez in, in the movie? Are, are you, are you uh, going to, uh, you know, it, it, and it's, it's such a, a complicated thing because it's almost like they're trying to do both, both things there. They're trying to... Uh, you know, appease everybody, and that's going to be such a hard thing to do. You can't, you can't yeah. spread yourself out that thin, man. And, and yeah. what I really mean by that is like they're they're doing, you know, they're adapting storylines that I do think are very fucking cool to adapt, like Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they're also adapting storylines that, quite frankly, when I say no one, I mean in the grand scheme of comic book readers, very few people really gave it give a shit about. Yeah, you know, like you're trying to use characters like Riri Williams who. I think was handicapped from the get go because how do you make a character popular trying to get her to feel the shoes of Tony Stark? And that problem is going to be amplified times a billion in live action format. Oh uh, yeah. Especially in that particular case. Yeah. yeah. And I believe Dominic Thorne, I think that's the name of the actress, the young actress who's, who's playing Riri. Hmm. I feel really bad for her because I don't know if she understands that now you're, you're just not trying to win the affection of the comic book readers who for the most part really don't care for that character that much yeah. just because there's not a whole lot going on there. But now the general audience as a whole loves Tony Stark. 
how are you going to differentiate differentiate yourself from the character, and how are you going to uh, how are you going to stand aside and make yourself look not like a cheap Iron Man knockoff? Yep. Uh, so Marvel, they're going in like this really weird direction where it seems like they don't really clearly they have a plan. I just can't for the life of me figure out what it is because their direction is kind of all over the place. You know what would have been cool, which would have been a lot better? And, and this is me being biased as hell, homies, because for, for those of you who have been listening for a long time, you have enough context clues to piece together the different likes and dislikes of Q and myself, of what of what you like and mm-hmm. say, hey, I like this Marvel DC product, and what I, Kevin, say, hey, I like this Marvel and this DC product. Because um, Q and I don't always agree, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm sorry, you know. Uh, the, the parents don't always get along, and that's okay. All right, don't be scared, don't be sad. Life will be, life will go on. But um, they should have saved, and this is me in retrospect. So obviously, retrospect vision is, is fucking uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But um, they should have put all these like Marvel washed up, all new, all Marvel, all bullshit, whatever the t- mannequin you just made up. <laughs> all those characters onto Disney plus mm. and then just let the big screen cinematic universe continue riding on awesomely. I think that would have been really cool. And then if there was enough hits on Disney plus, then sure. leak them in, make them one universe. But yeah, you know, maybe that, that could work, but the issue is that they, they need subscribers. Make sure that people subscribe. And if people are unfamiliar, it's going to be a lot harder for them to, uh, you know, give up that money every month. Um, well, no, the Hawkeye show could stay because it did essentially that. It introduced Hawkeye with Kate Bishop, and so mm-hmm. people were like, oh, look, Hawkeye show. Yeah. And, and then Kate Bishop became cool. Uh, yeah, she, to, uh, 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 Haley, Haley Steinfeld. I was about to say that. Yes, I were. was not about to say. <laughs> uh, I literally was thinking, homies, like, Kate Bishop, what's the actress's name? Kate something. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. Haley Steinfeld. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and that was, uh, I don't want to say rare case, because that, that would make me very pessimistic towards Marvel, but this was, uh, fuck it, yeah, it was a rare case. Yeah, where I was they... about to say, like, bro, I mean, <laughs> you going to lie? Where they were able to actually, uh, they they took a comic book character who I just I, I goddamn man I did not get that much into Kate Bishop and I know that people write and rave about Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run and it is really good oh. and it's what the show is based off of. Uh, however, this TV show version of her leaps and bounds better than what she was in Matt Fraction's run or in the uh, Young Avengers. Like she's just yeah, th- this TV show actually did it right where I think that the comic books didn't and that is just the whole concept and this is another podcast that we need to do sometime later on down the line I was about to say we're already podcasting yeah this is no longer a cold open but I was just gonna say like the the whole concept of passing the mantle down Hmm. like this Hawkeye TV show did it right where so many comic books and other MCU properties just don't it's one area where DC has definitely done better than Marvel referring to the comics they haven't really done it in the live action format yet but it's just an interesting thing where like that is one aspect where clearly like it's not even close in the comic books which company has done the mantle passing thing better mm. uh, Marvel or DC DC has just done it so much better than Marvel has uh, 
But yeah, enough of that. We have a whole episode to discuss tonight. Uh, very uh, interesting and thought-provoking cold opening here. For those of you who are new to the podcast, and for those of you who have been here for a long, long time, homies one and all, welcome to the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and it's always here. No. And as always, <laughs> I am always here, but as, as always, I am here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show. What is up? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I was getting into it. I was just mm-hmm. going to say, fuck it. Let's just talk about this for the rest of the podcast, you know? Because <laughs> um, I still have other thoughts, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll proceed on another night. Yeah, yeah, there uh, there is an episode there. There is. Sure. You know, we almost had it. <laughs> but I digress. Like, when is a cold open? Stop being a cold open and just start being a, you know, a starting point. A, a cold conversation. Yeah. Lukewarm conversation. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the golden. Not a hot topic yet. <laughs> yeah, not not a weird clothing store. Uh, oh, or... fuck. Yeah, huh. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but with that being said... Tonight, we are here to discuss our preview episode for Doctor Strange and in the Multiverse of Madness. Indeed. Uh, this is a movie that comes out uh, May 6th worldwide. Some of you will be seeing it on the 5th. We ourselves will be seeing it on the 5th. Uh, really looking forward to this movie. Hell yeah. And uh, this is uh, definitely a, a big, big project for Marvel. Yeah. And you can tell that they're banking a lot on this one. Uh, obviously. Uh, but before we really get too far into things, I wanted to ask you a question right off the bat. Sure. And that question is, it can be as vague or as specific as you want your answer to be, but what are you hoping for from this movie? A good movie. Maybe maybe not so vague. Hey, you, you opened the door <laughs> I and I said, all right, bet. <laughs> I'm going to be lazy as fuck. All right, homies, good night. Uh, We're done here. So what I'm hoping for, um, I don't know, man. Like, the movie's trying so much. Like, it's it's really, like, it's throwing a lot of investment into one piggy bank, you know? Mm. If this this movie of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was one hollowed-out piggy bank, like what a, a cartoon child would put all their monies in, so they could smash it later and get all them precious little quarters to go buy. I don't know whatever the fuck that a kid buys, like a, a, a jawbreaker. If I learned anything from cartoons, yeah, yeah, yeah. amen. But um, they're just trying to put that much into this piggy bank, dude. Like they're trying to invest a slew of new characters. Like there's um a, a bevy of characters that are actually going to be coming out and making appearances in this movie too. Um. I, I don't know, man. I, I just want to see a balanced effort. Earlier, I made mention of No Way Home. Like, that was that was a fair bit for one movie to do, you know? Yeah. But it was balanced, and it came off well, and it came off exceptionally planned. And that's good. That's what we need, especially for this movie, because... Everybody can tell. And everybody who's been watching these Marvel movies for all the years that we have been watching these bad boys, everybody can sense that this is like the revving starting point for the entire rest of the the branches Mm -hmm. of the Marvel Universe. Because right now, like this entire phase is really riding the multiverse dick. Like that is like the theme 
of this go around. Beforehand, it was the Infinity Stones. Right. This go around, it's like fucking Infinity Stones. We talk about the multiverse this go around. That's true. Everything's multiverse with Marvel, with Disney Marvel, with with Sony Marvel. It's, I don't know, Morbius. Uh, it's <laughs> it's uh, blue, blue fake blood. But here we are now, and we're getting into some really potentially cool territory. But with one movie to put that much in their piggy bank on their plate... And we've already discussed this so many times before. It's over encumbering. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of chances that something's not going to land. If something doesn't land, I would rather it be, you know, dare I say it, but characters that don't carry that much weight already in the universe. And that's a dangerous thing to say because there's a lot of new characters coming out in this movie. Characters that are new to the MCU, that is. So, mm-hmm. and for instance, uh, we already know America Chavez is making an appearance. Right. If they don't balance this movie out right, she's going to come off weak, unnecessary. Not weak physically, sure. I mean, bitch can punch dimensions, okay? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever her power is going to be here. If you punch dimensions, you've got a level of strength that I, I can respect. That's cool. But even if I don't understand it. But uh, you got that. You got uh, what looks like evil dickhead Doctor Strange from the What If multiverse. Mm-hmm. You also got... Uh, a, a version of Charles Xavier coming out in this bitch. And we don't know what that's going to look like. And so yeah. there's a bevy of characters here that if you're spreading yourselves out this thin, not all of them are going to land. Right. And so that's where I come in finally with my thesis statement, answering your question fully now. I want a balanced movie where the characters actually stick and make a strong, you know, impactful, fan-winning landing yeah yeah uh you know i think that for me again i, I think you the, the uh the nail on the head when you reference this movie basically being uh kind of a jumping off point for the greater mcu how this is going to be you ever play uh like a super uh fucking uh mario kart yeah yeah you know how sometimes, like, on the racetrack round, there'd be, like, those arrows that, like, speed your cart the fuck up for a little bit? Mm. That's what this movie is. It's the arrows on the ground that nitro the fuck out of your go-kart. And you're just like, All right, I'm going to put this banana pill right in front of this fucking track, right in front of this, like, little speed boost. That way, you know, Princess Peach behind me, that NPC, just runs it over. And she, like, doesn't get the speed boost. That's what this movie is, but without the banana pill. You can quote me. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can't quote uh, me. Well, to quote Steve Rogers, yeah. no, I don't think I will. <laughs> uh, I golf clap for you, sir. <laughs> but no, so this movie, I, I do agree. I think everyone uh, is probably in agreement that this movie will be, to an extent, a jumping off point for the greater MCU. How this is going to kind of lead to other things happening in the MCU. Uh, which does lead to a concern of mine, which is I don't want this movie to be just fodder for shit to come. I don't want this movie to just be mm. set up for all the other cool stuff. No, yeah. Doctor Strange 2, this is supposed to be the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, th- that's the reason why the Avengers movies all felt so special because they were the payoff to what the previous movies could have had some setup in. You know, so, those were set up 
Avengers is payoff. That's actually a very, very valid point you bring up, brother. I haven't thought about that because this movie essentially could be part of what was a problem for Civil War. Mm. Yeah. I mean, because that movie played setup games, you know? Yeah. And it played setup games for a couple of things. One, for two new characters, Black Panther and Spider-Man. Hey, look at these two new cool guys. You know you love them. Here they are. But then also it played a lot of, like, leading into... We're going to fight. We're going to fight. We're going to have to fight. Airport fight. Yeah, and, and I was really just referring to, like, setup for things to come in later movies. Right. No, no, that's, yeah. what, I'm, that's what I was first talking about with, like, mm. the setup of what's to come with Black Panther and Spider-Man and things like that, you know? Um, what's a better example? Avengers 2. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely that one. Yeah, yeah, that, and I think that's the reason why people consider that to be the weakest Avengers movie. One, because it was way too much in one movie, but also because, yeah, they they wanted to uh, use that movie to springboard for shit to come. Yeah. And it's like, this is supposed to be the part where we get the payoff. Um, and, you know, with Doctor Strange 2, I understand that, yes, this op- this opening up the multiverse is supposed to be, you know, thing used as a, as a thing to kind of set up future MCU projects. I get that, but there is a a worry, and I think is a legit and justified worry that mm-hmm. this movie could just end up being something that is two hours and 20 minutes of setting things up, mm-hmm. and the in-between moments are cool visuals and cameos. Yeah. Um, and and that unfortunately would not make a movie. Now I'm not saying that I think that's what's going to happen. I'm saying that's worst case scenario for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm definitely not implying that I think that's what this movie is going to be. Uh, and that does kind of uh, bring us back to an interesting little conundrum for Marvel. Something that we loosely hinted at at the top of this podcast. You know that being that you you look at. Eternals and honestly, uh, even Shang Chi and yeah, Black Widow. Well, Black Widow not so much because that didn't hit theaters. But you look at like Eternals and Shang Chi, and you know, regardless regardless what you think about those movies, they underperformed at the box office. And Marvel, they did their PR thing and they spun it how they were supposed to. You know, they said, well, because of COVID, people are afraid to come out. And then we get to No Way Home, and it's breaking all kinds of records. Uh, that COVID shit ain't went nowhere between September and, you know, November when uh, No Way Home came out. And and so it's like they have to reach a point where they realize that people will only coast off of the Marvel brand name for so long before they start to realize we need more actual sustenance, Mm -hmm. you know, so in other words, they thought that people were, were going to show up to Shang-Chi and the Eternals just because it has the MCU logo on it. But in reality, maybe now they're realizing we need a little bit more to get people invested. Yeah. And I think that maybe had something to do with some of these extensive reshoots for Doctor Strange 2. Uh, we do know that there were a lot of reshoots. Uh, I, I am actually in the camp of, I don't think that reshoots are bad. I think that for the most part, reshoots are exist for a reason. It's because there probably needs to be some shit that needs to be reshot or added. Right. Uh, and with the movie that's this important to the MCU, I get it. Yeah. You know, you need reshoots. Um, but yeah, so I guess like before we kind of move on here and talk about some of the things that we know are going to be in the movie, uh, I just want to say that I do think that um, for me, this movie really needs to uh, 
like you put it earlier, it needs to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to find that balance of telling its own story while simultaneously setting us up for things to come. That's a really smart point, Q. I agree with that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got something you know? You've been doing some cocaine off mic. <laughs> What do you mean off mic? Uh, right, you don't see this bump? No, I'm joking. Uh, uh, all I have is my kombucha. Mm. <laughs> uh, but it also needs to uh, be able to find a way to make sure that the story that they're telling in and of itself is a self-contained story that makes sense all on its own. You know, <laughs> one thing... <laughs> uh, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... You didn't hear that? That this story is a self-contained story that made sense all on its own? Yeah, but like self-contained multiversal story. There's like an ironic poet, like a poetic ironic, uh, irony there. Hmm. A poetic irony. Yeah, because it's like, how do you contain a story about multiple universes? I don't know. Like, I agree with you. Don't no. get me wrong. I'm just laughing at the verbiage because it's like, oh, eh, I, yeah. That's, that's a car crash waiting to happen. And hopefully that's not uh, like an ominous joke I'm making. I don't intend for it to sound like such. Right. I'm just like, oh, that's ironic. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look yeah. at, uh, I mean, that's what Flashpoint is. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. And not, now that I'm trying to reference DC or put DC over Marvel, I'm, that's definitely not not the case here. No, you no, no, you no, guys no, both no. suck balls right now. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, but no, you know, um, yeah, it, it, the verbiage of it does sound, uh, yeah, a, a little right, a little weird. But uh, yeah, it definitely can be done. Like, oh no, it definitely can be yeah. done. Like, it, it's in, not in the literal sense, literary sense, it is something very doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I was just gonna say, like, it it, it needs to be able to tell a self-contained story. All on its own, because like that's one reason why we also so heavily complimented No Way Home, because we said that essentially the Spider-Man that were there, they weren't just there for flavor. They weren't just there for oohs and ahs. Mm. They actually added to the story. They were integrated with the story. Yeah. And so they weren't just there for, you know, cool visuals or, or cool cameos. They meant something. So hopefully, you know, we, we get that level of, of storytelling and, uh, and good old Multiverse of Madness. We'll see. Uh, but let's talk a little, a little bit about what we know this movie is going to do before we start talking about what we uh, think or hope this movie might do. Uh, so to start off here, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about, uh, you know, Little Miss America Chavez. Um. How familiar are you with this character? Whenever she punches dimensions, I know that she has a, a really cool catchphrase. Uh, she actually like on the on the wound up whenever she's like charging up her her dimension punch, she goes America, and then like whenever she throws the fist, Chavez. And I know she does that, and every time she punches, so that's really cool. Um, I also know. That she's best friends with Cthulhu, you know. She accidentally opened up a portal to him, and now that's like, what? Like, that that deity is her all-time summoned best friend that she also sometimes rides like a dog. And then, um, uh, 
I also know that she buys and has her clothes customized by the same gentleman who made uh, Mark Grayson's outfit in um, Invincible. See, you fucked up. Like, before that mm. third one, yeah. people listening could have believed that. <laughs> I'm, I, I was, I'm glad I did fuck it up on purpose, because that's so outrageous. <laughs> that does not need to be believed. See, it, you say that it's outrageous. We're talking about modern-day Marvel comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I accidentally gave you a good lead-in. Why don't you tell us what the fuck she really is all about? Okay. Because I hope I was wrong on all of the above. <laughs> Wow, she really gets her costume made by a fucking, like, like other productions main character. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, America Chavez, man. Uh, a few, uh, what was it, a few months ago, um, you know, I said here on the podcast that I, I would bite the bullet, do my due diligence, and I would, I would try to read some comics featuring this character so that I can you know, get a feel for her and, and understand more about this character and how she operates. And I did. And, uh, a little bit about America Chavez. Uh, she made her first appearance in vengeance issue number one, which came out in September of 2011. Uh, so this character, uh, is what, almost 11 years old now in terms of how long she's been out. Really? And, uh, wow. Yeah. That's surprising. Hmm. 11 years old? Wow. Uh, yeah, 2011, I believe. And that's America Chavez, the yes. same one. Okay. Yep. Cool. Surprising. Were you thinking older or younger? Oh, much younger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, she's been around that long? Fuck. That's I mean, sad. That's sad, bro. Do you not hear how sad that is? This bitch has been in the pages for 11 years, and I don't... I don't know about it. How many years have you and I been fucking talking about this stuff on mics? You know, uh, so after reading some of her stuff, I will say this. Uh, do I think it's bad? Yes, I, th- I think it's bad. But I also don't think that clearly I, I'm not the demographic for sure for this character or her, the books that she was featured in. Um. Well, some apples fall close to the tree, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> but fuck, man, 11 years. Bro, I would have said, like, five. Mm. Five or six. Yeah, it surprised you that uh, how old some of these new were. How old is Riri? Are. I think Riri... She's, she's, I, would, I would bet a decade at most. Nine. Nine or ten. That's, that's about... I think... Because Miles Morales was created in 2012, I want to say. Okay. And I think Riri was created just two years later in like 2014-ish. Really? Okay, okay. So America Chavez is older than Miles Morales as far as the productions go. Yeah, if my math is correct, I'm pretty sure Miles Morales came out in 2012. Wow. Brian Michael Bendis got lucky as fuck with that one then. I mean, hot, (laughs) hot shit. I don't know. I hope it wasn't luck. But that that's a whole nother episode. I'm not going to open that can of worms. You were saying. Uh, America Chavez was created by Joe Casey and Nick Dracota. Um I'm only familiar with Nick be from his uh from like some of his uh artwork. I'm not familiar too much with uh, Joe Casey, uh, other than what, you know, the the little bit that I read. But um the long and, and short of America Chavez is that uh, 
she was born in this uh, like parallel utopia universe. I forget the exact name of it. Um, and uh, she was in close proximity with the a being known as the Demiurge, and that's most likely how she got her powers, and her powers include, but are not limited to interdimensional travel, time travel, and vulnerability, super strength, uh, durability, flight, uh, fucking... Perfect taxes. <laughs> uh, perfect teeth. Um, purest blood in the world. <laughs> Both perfect receiving um, and uh, donating blood type here. Uh, what else? Uh, best chili recipe uh, recipe of all time. Uh, <laughs> oh, winner of both prettiest uh, feet and uh, uh, best hair. I don't know. Yep. How how much more can I go on here? <laughs> um, uh, number one see. gymnast. <laughs> uh, which is ironic. Yeah. I make these jokes, but. You mentioned earlier the Demiurge. I actually wasn't that totally far off in my bullshit earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's why I said like those comments, wow. like, like, wow. Well, I didn't know how close I was. I was just throwing darts <laughs> blindly. I didn't realize I actually hit the fucking board. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah. So it's highly speculated that she got her powers from the Demiurge, um, but. Her uh, as her like her parallel universe utopia place whatever was uh, was about to be destroyed via like these black holes that were encroaching. Uh, her mother sacrificed themselves to to save you know everyone and and America Chavez and whatnot. And after that sacrifice, uh, America Chavez basically said, uh, you know, I want to honor my my parents and you know I want to. You know, I have these amazing powers. I can go out and help other people. I don't need to stay here. And so she ventures out. And, yeah, that's when she, uh, uh, I believe that's essentially when she comes to the 616 universe. And she, uh, yeah, she starts uh, fighting crime and shit. Uh, that's, that's, that's America Chavez. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's just a, a little bit about the character. And I got to be honest, that's about as, as much as, as I myself could stand to read uh you know how hard it is sometimes like to read comic books preparing for this podcast and then i look around at all the comics that i have that i really want to read or reread and then i'm like but i can't right now because i got to read this (laughs) yeah yeah it's a damn shame um but no anywho uh but hey and i honestly as fucking ridiculous as the character is in the pages i gotta be honest i'm not even being facetious i think that they they don't have a choice but to do a better job with the character on the big screen the bar is pretty low yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like it's like tying a rope between two two points and you tie the rope purposely where it's actually low hanging, just hovering an inch above the ground. It's going to be pretty hard to trip on that. Mm-hmm. There's some people with <laughs> who, who aren't as graceful uh, and, and they may trip on it regardless because they just trip on flat ground. Just and drag hey, their feet. Yep. Exactly. But for the most part, like especially if that, if that little rope is like half an inch above the ground. 
most people are going to step over that shit. Mm-hmm. That's where the bar is. That's the bar. Yeah. The bar is literally the bottom of the door frame. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in terms of what role she, she's going to play in this movie, I mean, clearly she's going to play a role in dimension hopping and whatnot. Clearly. Uh, now, it, it looks like Doctor Strange is, is trying to protect this young woman. And maybe the way that she gets to the MCU is because Doctor Strange fractured the multiverse in No Way Home, and she could have just come through one of those fractures or fissures or whatever. Uh, that that would be my assumption as to how she got there. Um, and I mean, like in, in terms of what she is going to do in this movie. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> no, me neither. Um, I can't think of anything that's logical, you know? Right. All right. But then again, I mean, th- there's reasons why hopefully more creative minds than ours are staffed to write half of this mm-hmm. and all the rest of this shit, too. So hopefully one of them can come up with a pretty dope-ass reason. But I cannot. I wonder how how much screen time she can have in this movie. Um, Enough to promote her show for Disney Plus. I guess that's fair. I I couldn't remember if she was getting a show or what she, what she was going to be in after I this. I know she's going to be in something, but I don't I don't remember. Uh, what. That's my gamble. Disney Plus. Uh, most likely. I'm, I'm just putting a couple of chips on Thirty One Black. <laughs> that's a good bet. Thank you. Thank that's you. A good bet. <laughs> Uh, Third one black is a lot bigger on the wheel. Right. That's like a, a third of the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am really curious. I mean, because it's like, I understand power wise why she would be here. You know, wh- why it's feasible for her to be here. Story wise, I don't understand why she's necessary, per se. I mean, it's like, you tell me that Wanda's in the movie. I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. She makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then you're like, and America Chavez, and, and I'm like, wait a minute, you kind of... <laughs> wait, 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 you mispronounced a better name. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm like, I, I don't particularly understand the the why, you know, in terms of why is she here in this movie, but hey, yeah. who knows? And um, I don't know if she's going to be like Doctor Strange's sidekick for the movie, or I don't know if he's just... Uh, you know what would be worse? What's that? If he became her sidekick. I don't know if you remember this, Kevin. This was months and months ago. Uh-huh. When, when Maybe when the first trailer came out or before it came out for this Don't movie. you validate what I just said. But <laughs> I, uh, you I, son of a bitch. I said that I just have a simple request for this movie. I just hope Don't that, you do it. I said, I just hope that Doctor Strange 2 is actually about Doctor Strange. I'm going to record the rest of the episode down here with my head on the table, homies. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's a pretty simple request. I mean, do you have to request it? (laughs) Why, Why is that something that should be in the request? It's like saying I'd like to buy a car, dot, dot, dot. Please make sure it has all four wheels. (laughs) The the, the car says, oh, oh. The bitch is taking notes. Right. It's like, oh huh. shit! Uh, any picky customer wants wow. all four wheels. He wants all four. All four? Yes. 
Oh. Of uh, the same size, too, damn it. What, really? Wow. Wow, okay. This ain't no wacky racist bullshit. You want a fucking cappuccino maker in there, too? Well, now Since you're asking for it. It's like that one uh, car in Archer that had, like, the liquor cabinet for the glove department. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, which is hilarious and wrong for so many reasons. It really is, yeah. But, uh, no, I got to be honest. Uh, as far as America Chavez goes... Um. Yeah, uh, Kate Bishop is the only thing that's giving me hope, which is such a weird thing to say out of context. It's like, yeah, uh, never but, think you hear it. Yeah. yeah, but you know, because Kate Bishop, and I know there's a lot of people who uh, who didn't like uh, the Hawkeye show, who didn't like the character, who felt like she did everything that I hate what modern Marvel does. But I don't think that the Hawkeye show did that. I think that they did did really well by. Uh, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. And homies, you can hear and trust us on that because we hate a lot of shit that Martyr Marvel does. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we've gotten pretty fucking good at differentiating yeah. the, the, the cliche what Marvel Modern does versus... It's actually Disney as a whole. You know, we talked about exactly, that before. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. It, it is definitely the corporation behind the name. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I mean, again, yeah. Kate Bishop was awesome in that TV show. She she wasn't perfect. Uh, she didn't fucking steal anyone's identity. <laughs> you know, like literally, they saved that moment for the last scene of that season of television. She's coming up with these ridiculous ass names, and then it's Clint Barton who goes, "How about?" And then you get the title card. Yep, it was perfect. Yeah, and she fucking earned it by that point. She learned that it takes more to be like Hawkeye than being able to shoot a bow. Yeah, it was excellent. But no, I'm, I'm hoping that America Chavez has some shit to learn, you know, because like that's part of like a developing character. You know, it's sad. Once you describe her, she sounds like the one punch woman of Marvel. I mean, I got to be honest, I haven't read enough of her stuff to say if that's the case or not. I, I don't think so. But that's the thing. Like, is any of her stuff satirical? Because uh, a lot of the One Punch Man storyline, right? They're all pretty satirical, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So no, she's yeah. no, she's not. As you go on in the manga, there's a lot more storytelling to be had, but right. a lot of the storytelling focuses around the other characters and not the dude who punches things with one punch and they explode the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, now, what I think will happen is that, and this is my honest thoughts, what I think is going to be and what, oh, I, what I I'm hoping for. Dishonest thoughts. Oh, I give a lot of those too. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that, uh, that America Chavez will have no idea how her powers function or what they even are. Uh, but I think there'd be a clutch moment where she comes through. At least that'd be a setup for her um, Disney Plus. Yeah. Again, looking at my chips on 31 Black over here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's where my uh, my money's at. And again, I think that that's, uh, I mean, hell, it's a better start than what you got in the comics. Uh, but we clearly have more characters here. Uh, Baron Mordo, he's returning. Indeed. Which and, I'm excited about. Uh, me too. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, you know, um, I feel so bad because I can never pronounce this actor's name. Uh, who who plays Baron Mordo? Maybe, maybe you can do a better job of this than I can. Okay, um, well, I'm curious. You, you you've intrigued me 
with a somewhat challenge. So I will take you up on that and read it as soon as you're done looking it up. Yes. Uh, so here it is right here. Okay. Uh, the gentleman on the... Oh, I couldn't tell. I oh. couldn't... T- yeah. Uh, the one that says Baron Mordo. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Yep. You cool. got it. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got you. Um. Chiwetel Hoi Four. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good to me. I, I had to look and focus the. Fuck up on that guess. It's probably wrong. I, I I don't know. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, that's what I needed. I need to hear it. Chiwetel Hoi Four. I don't know. Because I'm I'm going with the H on the J. Right. The H sound on the J. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I love how one of these actors has a fucking anime pick as their <laughs> as their thumbnail. Right. It's like come on. But anyways. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know what you looked up. So. Uh. uh but I see the actor's name. That's my guess. It's probably wrong. <laughs> uh, yes. So, obviously, if you guys don't remember, he was in Doctor Strange 1. Uh, oh, yeah. He was cool as fuck. He was like, Doctor Strange was becoming a sorcerer. And then Homeboy over here was like a fucking warlock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of the thing. They, they played it, you know, pretty close to the source material as far as that goes. How when Doctor Strange shows up, Baron Mordo, he's already there. And he's the number one apprentice to the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he, he sees this cocky upstart warlock uh, in training. I would this. actually multi-class him. Warlock Monk. Because he was also more agile. So, yeah. Yeah, they, they all were in that movie, actually. Like, they were all pretty, you know, martial Except arts. Dr. Strange. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Strange was like, oh. Uh, bands of Ciderac. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> and more of those like jumping on fucking air with like, yeah. uh, with like attuned boots, you know, basically. So, yeah. Um, and my, my thing of it is that I was like, this guy's a really great actor. Um, mm-hmm. like the only, the only thing, uh, that I remember really seeing him in, uh, besides this was like 12 years of slave and he was excellent in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's a really fucking great actor. And my one regret for him and Doctor Strange, the first one was that, man, like because of Caecilius and even like the Dormammu cameo and the Ancient One and so many other people, like I feel like he really didn't get the the screen time he deserved. Yeah. But I was like, it's gonna be cool because they're setting him up for the sequel. Clearly, especially with the uh, post credit scene there, you see that he's up to some some no good shit. Mm-hmm. And we also see him in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, I mean, we clearly know that he's going to return to some degree and do some some cool shit, hopefully. Uh, the issue, however, is that it seems like he has the same problem as he had in Doctor Strange 1, but multiplied times 10. Uh, because if you thought that there were too many other characters to focus on in Doctor Strange 1, then I got bad news for you. There's even more in this movie. Um, so... It's an interesting dilemma because it's like I highly doubt that Mordo will be the primary antagonist for Doctor Strange. If anything, sadly, I believe they're going to be forced to work together to take out dickhead Doctor Strange. Ah, You know what? Another chip. 31 black. There you go. 
That's three chips, brother. I ain't talking no potato <laughs> chips. I'm sorry. I just I went too far on that last one. You get what I'm saying, though. I that's my bet. Oh man, I just feel like that's that's last lazy. It's what they've done. It's the pattern. It's the format of Disney Marvel storytelling. They've broken that mold several times, though. Patterns are patterns for a reason. Because they always repeat themselves. We didn't even get to see him fully be a villain yet. So you can't nope. you can't do a redemption arc on someone who we don't get to see fully. We grow saw rogue. one scene. Yeah. Where he where he kills day. someone. Exactly. Where he one said, scene. Yeah. Where he said, Finish him. The guy playing <laughs> basketball. Wait, what? Finish who? <laughs> I'm not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> ah, I'm not spine. And then he took away that magical walking power of his. <laughs> walking is magical. Apparently, it was magical enough that Mordor was like, of all the magic sources in the world, bitch, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and so that does have me wondering, because clearly uh, plans have changed between 2016 and now, you know, because if you look at the end of Doctor Strange one with that, that cameo scene with Mordo, his whole plan was, okay, I I myself am tired of seeing people misuse magic for their own benefits. That's no more of that shit. Yeah. And the ancient one really fucked up by not passing me the mantle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he went around to people who uh, were practitioners of magic, or you got that idea that he went around to people who were healed by magic and was usurping that power mm-hmm. uh, because he found them undeserving. And I was like, I really dig where this is going. I, I dig what they're doing with him here. Yeah. And I'm curious to see, like, you know, how that's going to play out the sequel. But clearly they're not going to follow that up here in Doctor Strange 2 because I don't see how that ties into the greater. It could. Hmm. It could. It could. Okay. What is inevitable of the multiverse? What is one of the many, many inevitables? I'm sorry. I just realized philosophically I have asked too broad, <laughs> mind-bending, mind-fucking of a question just then. So I apologize. Refrain yourselves all. What is one of the many possibilities of the multiverse? Saving you brain space and time for the episode, I'll go ahead and tell you. One magic user opens the door to all the doors all the magic users users will see those doors. So not only does Mordo's job become fucking impossible, <laughs> like, sure, he was sweeping off the front porch. Right. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Your front porch just fell in the desert. You ain't sweeping that off right, ever, right. okay? So he has to work in tandem with his old lack of buddy buddy, Mr. Doctor Strange, mm. the Sorcerer Supreme, kind of, to help close all the doors again to slow the progression of magic in the world. Boom. There you go. That's why I dropped that chip earlier, bro. That's what I'm saying. There you go. All right. So not only do I not have any evidence, but also okay. I okay. also have no theories to go yeah. against you. However, okay. I okay. will vote against you still. Okay. All right. Where are you putting your chip at then, bro? I've already got 31 black on lockdown, bro. You can't have that one. Because otherwise you're gambling with me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your bets. Fuck your All bets. bets are off. All right, you're putting yours on like fucking like something lame, like two red or some shit. Get out of here. 14 red. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. 
Is red uh, even, even number? I don't know. <laughs> shit, I, me either. I, I, I'm too I broke took, to gamble. Dude, me too. Especially right. fucking the roulette wheel. Oh, yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah. That, that's just like insurmountable odds against you. Yeah, yeah, no thank yeah, you. no. I would, Anyways. I would need magic to do that. Exactly. Uh, but like cheating. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I will say that I think what we do maybe no question mark by no because I, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you see what we I did th- there? <laughs> I think the prevailing theory is that because Doctor Strange has opened up the multiverse, like he th- he thought he closed the shit in No Way Home. Not really. And now something is seeping through. And the question is, what is that something? Is that something, is it Dormammu coming back? Because that's a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Is it Shumagorath? Unfortunately, I think that because of co- weird copywriting issues, Marvel technically can't use Shumagorath, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, it's pretty uh, ironic. This was like a, a fucking uh, ironic joke that came to mind when I was doing my prep work for this episode. I was like, what's up? I was like, they could potentially have Shumagorath in this movie, who was an Eldritch God, yet there was a little girl who has more Eldritch God's powers than Shumagorath. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, us as fans writing that, that scene, like, and now I have come to this realm, and I will continue to take it over and own all of the... Th- who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the bitch that was living with the dim? <laughs> oh, oh, it really? Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Right. You're good. I'll go home now. Shumagorath <laughs> just dips out. <laughs> and, and so, uh, just for clarification, for those of you who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, Shumagorath is, uh, uh, he is like Marvel's version of like an Eldritch being in yeah. the uh, Marvel Comics universe. And uh, he's referenced as one of the many angled ones, one of the multidimensional ones. And he is a very powerful, very uh, immensely strong uh, di- interdimensional being. Um, and you see, like, in, uh, in a couple of the Doctor Strange 2 trailers, you see, like, this, you know, kind of squid, tendril-looking being with an eye mm-hmm. in the center of his body uh, that looks kind of akin to what Shumagorath looks like. But unfortunately... I think that because of copywriting issues, uh, Marvel technically isn't allowed to utilize him in the big screen. Hmm. So they made... I I think they said that it was actually like the people who created Conan. But then I was like, I thought Hmm. that Conan was currently owned by Marvel, but that's only for the printing and publishing rights, not Hmm. the actual... The the, the big screen Right. Okay. Okay. What a sticky, sticky mess. Yeah, so much red tape. Uh, but what we'll probably get is a creature that technically is Shumagorath, who they'll call something else. Right. So, the angled one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. Um. Another uh, person who we're we're getting in this movie who's returning is uh, Christine Palmer. That was uh, a version of the Night Nurse who we saw in the first movie, uh, played by Rachel McAdams, the love interest. Yep. 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 Uh, I remember now because mm-hmm. at first you were like the night nurse, and I was like, <laughs> "I don't remember this magic." Music. Right as you went on, oh yeah, yep, that's right. Uh, yeah, so that uh, she she gets potentially a very strange story, doesn't she? In this movie, 
don't know. Like, do, doesn't something magical happen with her? Like, don't we see her like in in some type of like transformative thing? Uh, well, we see her walking down the aisle getting married, and and we yeah, see exactly that, that is a very sh- <laughs> you are not, not not what I meant. Not what I meant. I'll, I'll take what I can get though. Uh, no, I, I thought for some reason that she somehow became a magic user, or is that just getting her fucked up with uh with, with Wanda? Lady Thor? Oh, you, or or Lady Thor? Or yeah, what? yeah. Like the woman just kind of takes over the the magic for some reason. I don't know. Maybe you've seen some shit I haven't seen. I, I have know. not seen that. I don't know. Yeah. Never mind. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I think honestly that is me like subconsciously melding storylines that don't actually meld. Mm. In other words, like, oh, Thor, they introduce the woman character who becomes Thor and kind of takes over the role. Well, then we get this lady who comes in and she's like the ex-love interest and shows she might get all fucked over by the magic and become magic herself. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, It would. It would. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Maybe that was like... I don't know where I got that from. Uh, fuck, for all I know, it could have been like a weird ass like deja vu dream or something. Mm. Where I think I've seen that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, she's getting married. Is yeah, what I've seen. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> and there's a shot where we see Doctor Strange in attendance. He's not the groom, uh, but he's there in attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is kind of like a interesting segue here to kind of talk about two things at once. That is, if you guys have seen What If, uh, you guys have seen the Strange Supreme episode. And that is, that was a very cool episode. One of my favorites. What If was a phenomenal little uh, animation that they did. Um, but in that Strange Supreme episode, and that with that version of Stephen Strange, things happen as they, you know, do in every version. He's a very arrogant, cocky neurosurgeon. He gets into a car crash. His hands are ruined, and he goes to the ancient one. He learns magic, becomes Dr. Strange, blah, blah, blah. But in this version of events, the the, the uh, little party or gala he was going to, he had Christine Palmer with him, and they were going to get a date, and uh, in the wreck, she dies. Mm. And when Dr. Strange goes on to become the Sorcerer Supreme, he can't get over the fact that he lost the love of his life and he uses the eye of Vagamoto, I believe that's what he uses, uh, to go back in time to relive those moments but to try to save her. But no matter what he does, every single time he goes back, she dies. And that causes Doctor Strange to have like this, to basically become really desperate. And a lot of desperate men end up doing very bad things. Mm-hmm. And long story short, we end up getting the uh, the quote unquote bad version of Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. Okay. And uh, and in his quest to you know bring back his love, he is successful. But when he is when he does bring her back, you know she you know, looks at him and she doesn't even kind of recognize the fucking man maniac who's standing in front of her. And shit still doesn't end well. Yeah. Um, and so he ends up, you know, unfortunately still being all alone with this vast amount of power and living with all the terrible shit that he had to do to try to get her. And, and that's kind of how that version of the Sorcerer Supreme is born. Uh, and he even kills uh, what looks to be our version of Doctor Strange, you know, in that in that episode. 
just to try to, it's, it kind of becomes a little bit like a Jet Li the One, you know, like I got to kill all these motherfuckers to get the power. Um, but no, it was a really cool and introspective episode there, and it was really cool to see him come back in a later episode. But. Yeah. So it looks like, you know, that is who we're getting, but in live action format here in this movie, which is really cool. Um, now, because there's so much going on in this movie, I cannot begin to tell you is strange supreme is is he the big bad it's weird because it's like in most cases i like i'd be like of course she's the big bad hmm. but in this movie i'm like i i have I no know. fucking clue i have no idea yeah uh he could be but he couldn't also not be i feel like you're playing clue by yourself right now that's what i do that's that's what i do uh, before I go to sleep every night, Kevin. Like that's how my fucking brain stays so sharp. I, I play games with myself uh, to see if I can figure shit out with comic books and shit until I fall asleep. I typically fall asleep before I figure anything out. You ever play Clue and then accidentally guess the correct answers, all three: the person, the weapon, the room, on the first guess? I've actually never played Clue, so really, yeah. I accidentally did the, the, the trifecta of perfect answers once. Mm. It was the shortest game of Clue I ever played. It was purely by accident, bro. I think I was playing in college with a bunch of, like, uh, like uh, you know, just, like, friends from uh, my class or something. And uh, I was just like, well, fuck. I'm sorry, guys. We finished in, like, three minutes. We want to do this shit again. I mean, what, what what's up? You, you just want to skip this and go for dinner? So... But that's not the only cool character we got showing up up in this bitch. Uh, yeah, no, Clue Man is not in the movie. Oh, uh, good, good, good. good. <laughs> Clue Man's job. Who did it? Was it Doctor Strange Supreme? Was it Wanda Maximoff? Was it this other person who's a total surprise? I don't know. Yeah. So speaking of uh, of Wanda, yeah. Uh, of course, that's another big character who we know is in the movie. And with Wanda's role here, uh, I believe it was Sam Raimi, by the way, that's the director for this movie. Uh, awesome. he, he had a, a very, I'll say, interesting tweet or, or remark concerning this. And uh, he basically alluded to the fact that uh, Wanda will play a bigger role than we think, but not necessarily as the villain. And I was like, you had me in the first half. And then you kind of lost me there in the second half mm -hmm. uh, because I'm like, I am all down for her playing a bigger role in this movie, but I think we need to lean all into her being fucking heartbroken yeah. over losing her husband again and over losing her children. Uh, and I think that we need to do that to kind of course correct the, the wrong that was the season finale of WandaVision. Um, However, with that tweet, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to get. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, so it's so hard what, to speculate with a movie like this that's so open-ended. Whatever we get, I hope it makes sense and that it doesn't come off forced. Mm. You know? Man. Yeah. Man. Like, I, I hope it doesn't come off as something that makes no sense for her character to do, but for some some awful reason, it she just knows to do it just then. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and like she breaks everything we know in her character to be to to become or do or to not do whatever the situation calls for. You know, so yeah, I'm hoping that Marvel understands the difference between Doctor Strange and and Wanda in terms of like what they can do and who they are. Right. Um, right. B- because here's the thing, like in terms of raw power, Wanda Maximoff, you're going to have a hard fucking time. You're going to have a long day at the office trying to out magic Wanda Maximoff. She is a mutant and her mutant ability is chaos magic. Yeah. And there's a whole other convoluted story about that. We're not going to get into right now about right. the dark hold and, Cthone and, and how she really utilizes her powers. But long story short, Wanda is extremely powerful. And even though in the MCU she's been reading and studying from the Dark Hole, this ancient book of, you know, dark magic and whatnot. Right. Even though she's been reading from the Dark Hold, I hope that Marvel doesn't think that that puts her on the same footing of knowledge and wisdom as, as Doctor Strange. Do you guys remember how many Dagon books Doctor Strange? was renting out and then stealing from the <laughs> library. All right. And that was in his early days. Exactly. That was in them early, early youngin days. Right. She's only got one book. <laughs> it's not like she's got the Omni of library in her hand. Okay. Just remember mathematics. Uh, yep. Yeah. There you uh, go. Damn it. It just, uh, yeah, that part does have me a, a little worried that they're going to be like, she's got the dark hole, so therefore she knows as much about magic as Doctor Strange. And I'm like, that could just be me being paranoid. Hopefully so. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully so. Um, and I don't know, man. Like, I just, uh, I, I'm i all for having Wanda be the villain here. Same here. Uh, I, th- I think that that would actually be, you know, a, a phenomenal call. You know, that's something that we've been saying since this movie was announced. But yeah. uh, it doesn't sound like that's what we'll be getting. Uh, maybe it'll be. It, there's too many fucking people in this goddamn movie. <laughs> you know, like the more I think about it, I was yeah. going to say, maybe it's going to be Doctor Strange and Wanda against Strange Supreme. Um. But then I'm like, what is the leave America Chavez and Baron Mordo? Nothing. <laughs> Guest spots, appearances, Easter egg setups for their, their things. Well, no, Kevin. Okay. Good rebuttal, <laughs> bud. Thank you. Uh, no, I, I do strongly believe that uh, America Chavez is going to have a much simpler idea in this movie mm-hmm. to just be setup game. You know, gotcha. You see her, we get an idea, a, a flavor for who and what she is. I like the concept you came up with earlier, where it's like she doesn't know much about what she can and can't do, and thus the TV show is going to give us a lot of room to flesh that out. Right. Um, and this is just set up to make people want to watch her TV show without Could having be. to pay, you know, big Benedict Arnold uh, dollars. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, to pay for Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> to appear on the Disney Plus show, I'm done. I'm cutting myself off. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. Oh, homies, we, we need a compilation of every time I Kevin has said a name that right? is just fucking wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's multiversal. You know, you, you never know. 
Benedict Arnold could try to fuck over more than just the uh, the American people. You know, he could try to fuck over America Chavez too. Man, yeah, yeah. He said, "Man, fuck all forms of America." <laughs> oh man, just think we could have got Benedict Arnold and Isaac Hayes together in the MCU uh, under Kevin's banner. <laughs> just two dead motherfuckers and <laughs> who were sorely miscast. Oh shit! <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> oh man! I God love it! Damn. I love it! And for some reason, never mind that. No, you know, not never mind. Isaac Hayes always just looks like Chef to me. So he'd be a Chef Moon Knight. Chef Knight. Yep. Chef Knight. Yep. It's gorgeous, man. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Okay, yeah. Who the fuck are we just... Oh, yeah, we're talking about Wanda. Yep, Wanda and Benedict Arnold. That's exactly who we're talking about. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, um... So, in terms of Wanda, I I do think there's going to be an evil version of Wanda in this movie. Um, All safe. It is very safe. I I agree. Um... It is a very safe thing to do. It may just end up, it may just end up being like a Wanda versus Wanda fight and then a Strange versus Strange fight. I don't know. And again, what a pattern. Mm, well, I don't mean to sound pessimistic. I'm just talking. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but it could also be Strange versus Wanda. Yeah, but again, I don't think Wanda's going to be the villain here. Yeah, uh, especially if they go with the tactic of having an off-brand Wanda, like a like a personage, a personage of Wanda in chaos evil form. Ah, oh, no. you mean a variant? You shut your fucking mouth, sir. You put that dick holster away. <laughs> all right? How dare you say such nasty terms in this oh, house? Oh shit! This is a pure home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what what I was gonna say is, I think that uh, the big bad we just haven't seen. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, it's uh, the God Butcher. Shit with it! <laughs> <laughs> like wrong movie, bro. You you gotta wait a couple months. He came in too early. Like, <laughs> right. Who who pulled me here? What the fuck am I doing? What? Which which one of you is Thor? None of you look like Thor. <laughs> wait, why did you give me the sword? Oh oh okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So with that being said, I yeah, who knows who the who the big baddie is going to be then? Because I don't think that we, I don't think that we've seen them yet. Nope. I'll just say that, uh, especially with uh, the 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 tweet that Sam Raimi put out there, alluding that Wanda probably isn't the the villain of this movie. I'm going to say we haven't seen them yet. Um, I'm going to say that even with Strange Supreme, maybe he's just a version of Doctor Strange who's on the Illuminati. Who knows? Um, well, yes, by the way, we did a whole episode on the Illuminati, guys. Go check that out. Amen. That we did. That yep. we did. Um, speaking of Illuminati, Kevin, uh, how much screen time do you think that they'll have? What, what size scene. role? A scene? A scene. A single scene? That's pessimistic. I think they might get a collection of scenes. I think it's all going to happen... In the second 
and a little bit in the third act to wrap up the movie. Mm. Yep. So a collection of scenes, maybe four or five. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'll say probably around that minute. I was going to say maybe, maybe I think it's a, a, yep. a three scene, okay. three scene kind of deal. I mean, how, how fat of a check do you think they're willing to cut? Man, this movie, like, they might as well fucking write the entire fucking checkbook out because this movie is, no matter what they do, it's going to cost a grip. Yep. You know, no That's stopping fair. that. Yeah. Uh, what's the over on seeing Hugh Jackman? Oh, don't you dare, man. Come on. I've healed, okay? <laughs> I've taken the time and the therapy. To let myself know that it's okay oh, if I so, don't see him. So you t- you took all the medicine? You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You know I love that line so much. <laughs> By the way, I would love to see Daphne King show up. Can, yes! can we get her? Yes. You know, like if, if we're gonna do, I don't even think that she's technically a young Avenger. But if we're gonna make the young Avengers cool, can we right! get her? <laughs> right. Thank you. You took all the medicine. <laughs> No, 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 no. This, this is milk. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, no, no. But uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. My faith in that is very lacking. Uh, but, bro, damn, that'd be so fucking cool. That'd be a you great know, character. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman, just to answer your question, you got my hopes up now, but I, I don't think so. Do you think we'll see... A new Wolverine or any of the mutants? Yeah, yes. Obviously, besides Professor Xavier. Besides Professor Xavier, which mutants do you think we'll see? So, I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, I think that it's it's very possible. Um, uh, I don't think that that the odds are above 45% for me for any mutants. Okay. Uh, But... I do think that Wolverine may be the most likely. Oh yeah, I mean, his name sells. Yeah, his yeah. name sells. the The thing that really got me to think that Hugh might show up is the fact that he he did say he has two regrets, and mm-hmm. those regrets are he he really wanted to be uh, in a movie with Deadpool. Okay, and he really wanted to be. Well, he had, he had three regrets. When he wanted to be in the movie Deadpool, uh, he really wanted to do a scene with the Hulk. And oh, and he really wanted to be in the movie with the Avengers. And I'm like, Hugh Jack, you said all that out loud so that Disney could hear you? Right. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm sorry, how many houses do we have? <laughs> yeah, I can go for one more. So I have three regrets <laughs> to someone... With a Disney-sized checkbook. <laughs> Mickey called up. You stay right the fuck there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should stay right the fuck there, Hugh Jackman. I'm coming. Oh, boy. Why don't you get on my steam, boy? We'll talk a little bit more about this. Come on. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. So. <laughs> Why is it so fun? Being the fucking Mickey Mouse voice. It's, it's. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bro. So, I mean, 
You just undid years of therapy because now I'm hopeful. Here's like, the man. thing. If he if he is in the movie, yeah. and, and there's a lot of cool shit that can happen in this movie, but if he's in the movie, it's got to be like the last thing you do because you won't be able to top it. Unless they approve a Wolverine Deadpool movie. Unless they do that, yeah. Dude, because yeah. the minute they give the green light to Hugh Jackman and Ryan, and Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, you know their asses ain't stopping till that shit's made. Oh, shit. You know, both of them going all in on that shit because they just feed off each other's energy. Oh, yeah. The, the passion and the bullshit yep. Ryan Reynolds pulled just to get Deadpool <laughs> off the ground? Oh, my gosh, dude. That... That would be earlier. You asked me about Infinity War. Yeah. That would be the movie. <laughs> there you go. We've come full circle come now. Full fucking circle. It, it would take uh, two powerhouses just like going in, like fucking writing that. Uh, you got a friend right. in me. Down, down, down. Yeah, they could even use that song. <laughs> oh shit! That'd be the best buddy cop movie ever. It would. It fucking would. Oh my gosh. Now I have hopes again. Damn it. Damn it, man. Oh, shit. Oh, bro, um, I want that so bad. Let me ask you this, man. This is a Sam Raimi movie. Mm. Over, under, on scene, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Multiverse. Yeah. Easter egg. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. I'll put mm-hmm. a small chip. Like a, like, <laughs> Wait, like you a, have different size chips? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. See, all these are like one bet. This uh-huh. is like a... This is like a, a, a Quarter bet. <laughs> this is, you know what? No, fuck. Uh, two small chips. Two small chips. Put that. Um, um, we'll, go, we'll, we'll go 29 black this time. Mm. There, we go, there we go. We'll keep the big one on 31 black. 29 black is like the safety bet. So I actually get a consolation prize just in case. Oh, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Uh, that would be really cool to see. It'd be. I mean, uh, I I will have to admit that will be purely for nostalgic, but oh yeah, goddamn it, if it wouldn't be cool to see Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire again, mm-hmm. um, that'd be especially when you consider also the fact that uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, but Hugh Jackman was literally this fucking close to being in Spider Man Two, like oh this gosh, fucking yeah. close, and the only reason the cameo stopped was because. I think that like they wanted a certain piece of clothing for him to wear, like either the leather jacket or something, yeah. and they didn't have it, so they never shot the scene. Then I'm like, which is bullshit. <laughs> which is like, bro, I will buy you a fucking leather jacket, put it on credit, cut the check. Where did where did it go? Make it happen. It's also amazing because like, not to dovetail ourselves, but like in that day and age, like to do a crossover like that, Fox and Sony, mm-hmm. I'm like. Was he just gonna show up? Like, <laughs> like he was did, just gonna be at have, the bar. Or did you have permission to to be there from Fox? He was just on the road. Yeah, probably. Like in between the warehouses where they're filming. Right, right. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would have been cool though. Uh, but they were really fucking close to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. Well, I won't say that this is the biggest probability, but uh, another big possibility is uh, seeing Fantastic Four. What do you think? That could be a cool cutscene material. At least read, right? For, for At reasons. At least read, yes. Yeah. At least read for pretty obvious reasons. Right. Now, I don't know when they got John Krasinski to be in the movie. Um, 
Now we, we never we never discussed uh, casting, but because there's nothing to fucking discuss. <laughs> what are you talking about discussions? Like this is a democracy. I apologize. I was mistaken. <clears throat> Did you need a democracy to know that you could breathe air? Come on, man. Put him in the movie. Put Emily Blunt in the movie. <laughs> They're fucking married. It's perfect. <laughs> How old are their children? Make, I'll, them, I'll... make them Franklin and Valeria. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. What's John Krasinski's friend? The guy who played Pam's fiance. Oh, yeah. You think yes. he can play uh, Ben? Ben, yes, bro. <laughs> What else do we need? Uh, it sells. Shit. Oh my gosh. Does Emily Blunt have a younger brother? <laughs> There's your human torch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it works. Uh. I, I'm making this person up. I have no idea if he actually exists. Right, Evan Blunt. Right. That's his name. Evan yeah. Blunt. Evan Blunt. <laughs> yep, yep. There it is. Oh, I shit. Don't know. Yep. Uh, so um, many hopes. How dare you? Oh my gosh. Now the movie. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, it's like you just had something to say there, but I just wanted to make sure. How dare you? So, how dare you prod me? With all these hopes that we're throwing out in the open, it's inevitable that something's going to disappoint us now because we just built this fantastical, overarching synopsis, synopsi, multiple synopsises. Of what the fucking movie could give us. Well, see, we said the same thing about No Way Home, though. and But it, and No Way Home did not disappoint. Yeah, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. But Disney's not going to cut that many checks. <laughs> Disney's yeah, that's, be like, that's a lot of checks to cut. Disney's going to be like, a... all right, Hugh Jackman, Fantastic Four. You got to pick. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, both, both, both is good. Both is good. Both is good. Now, and Disney said, oh, I ain't cutting that check, bitch. Uh-huh. Uh, that takes me back to, like, uh, you know, the whole thing about them doing reshoots. Like, even up until, mm. you know, just, like, a couple months ago when they were yeah. finally rapping. Um, <clears throat> from my understanding, like, a lot of those reshoots, I don't know any specific guys. I don't worry about me potentially spoiling anything because I don't okay. know anything. Yeah. But. Likewise. But, like, apparently, uh, a lot of those reshoots were for adding in things to make the MCU more interconnected, uh, which makes sense. And cool. I guess kind of the bittersweet of that, though, is that potentially some of the things taken out, their, their thinking were cameos that maybe wouldn't add to the overarching story. Which, to be fair, that's what we asked for. True. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Good for thought. Yeah. And you so, say uh, May 5th, we'll come to know. Yeah, yeah, May 5th. That is uh, next Thursday, guys, or Friday, depending on yep. how your theater operates. At the time of our recording this. Uh, I would be amiss if I did not mention another character who I 100% believe is going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned him before. He's a villain by the name of Nightmare. That's your fucking main villain, Nightmare. I had his oh, name written down, and I yeah, forgot to mention it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nightmare is probably going to be your main villain. Um, Nightmare has been referenced. Actually, uh, I haven't seen like the latest little snippet trailer. Okay, but apparently they actually say the word nightmare, and I'm like, oh, well, that you guys, you're, you're setting them up. Yeah, you're giving it to me now. Yeah. Um, 
But I first thought about Nightmare when we got the first trailer and Doctor Strange says something along the lines of every night I wake up having the same dream. And uh, it's echoing a line from Strange Tales, issue 110, yeah. the first appearance of Doctor Strange, where a man comes in to visit Doctor Strange because he keeps having the same reoccurring nightmare. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doctor Strange enters the man's mind in like the astral or the dream field, and he encounters Nightmare. Nightmare is the very first villain uh, in, the, in the Doctor Strange comic books. He is very much a reoccurring villain, a uh, very cool, interesting uh, threat for Doctor Strange. Uh, think about Morpheus from Sandman, but like an evil version of that. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So that is probably your primary villain. We don't see him in the trailers that we're aware of. Because mm. um, you're not asleep while you watch it. That You, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I might be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, that will probably be our villain for that movie. I, uh, I would imagine so. It, it'd be weird if he wasn't. It'd be a strange coincidence. Yeah, if he wasn't in in the movie, and they just happen to name drop some shit. Right. Um. Do you think there's room for Dormammu in this movie? Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of unfortunate because that's that's another really obviously, you know, cool threat there waiting for you on the table. Yeah. Potentially, but yeah. I you know we, we can let that egg get a little fatter. That's okay, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know why, but I guess in my mind's eye, I'm not thinking about there potentially being a Doctor Strange three. Because I, I guess I'm like, I don't know where you go from here. You think this is Benedict Cumberbatch's last? You think Benedict Arnold's going to get him? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his last solo movie. I have to use quotations about solo. Because mm. this is not a solo movie. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, he'll probably, I think he'll for sure come back for probably three, maybe even four more Assemble okay. montage movies. But as far as uh, solo movies, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little doubtful about that. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think if there was anything else. I'm good on my end. Uh, we, we discussed most everything at this point. I'm just kind of ready to see it now. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, same here. Really looking forward to this movie, guys. Uh, obviously, I think that this is probably most people's most anticipated movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no stress there, Marvel, you know. Right. All you, all you gotta do is deliver. It's their <laughs> early summer release blockbuster, so you know we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see, guys. Uh, let me know what you guys think about this movie. What are your hopes and expectations for it? Do you think that this will be everything that your hopes and dreams desire, mm. or do you think it could potentially fall short? Uh, who do you guys want to see in this movie? Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be awesome. We'd love to read it. Absolutely. Uh, Well, homies, that would be all for now. But until next time, you guys watch that 1978 Doctor Strange porno (laughs) movie and get back to me. Uh, Okay, one more thing, then I promise we'll we'll wrap up. What's one more thing, bud? Just imagine, Kevin, imagine that you were a child in 2016, and you're in your mom's car, and you guys are driving past the theater, and you see Doctor Strange, and you say, Mom, Mom. I want to see Doctor Strange. And she goes, we have Doctor Strange at, at the house. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange at the get, house in 78. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it, Mom. 
You know this ain't the same shit. <laughs> this ain't the same shit at all. <laughs> okay. Yep. That is all for now, homies. That's but great. until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I am Superhero Homie Kevin. <laughs>